All right, I've got Luke with me. And for your question today, Luke, what is something that you eat or drink when you're sick that makes you feel a little bit better? Uh, um, I like to drink Spry and saltines and make me feel better. Oh, I like that. That's what I, that's what I do too. Thank you for answering my question, sweet boy. One, two. Let's sit down and talk about your story. I'll show you that you're far from boring. Life's a whole lot better when you share with someone that cares. This is Happy Talks. Hey, you guys. Welcome to Happy Talks. This is Erin. This is Hannah. And Hannah is the leader of Foundry Kids at our church. And she is super fantastic. Just this wonderful leader. I'm so impressed with her every every single day, you guys. Like, I'm not joking. I don't know how she leads Foundry Kids and keeps everything organized and stays on top of everything because that that is like one of my... I don't know. It's not flaws. Like it's one of my low, I don't know. It's something I'm not good at. You guys. Areas for growth. Yeah. There you go. Areas for growth. There you go. And look, she's so positive. You guys, (laughs) I love it. Okay. So she's going to jump in and start talking about her story, maybe starting with her childhood, but we'll, we'll just have to see. Go ahead, Hannah. Okay. So I was born in Meridian, Mississippi. And I have one brother, but he's a couple years younger than me. So when I was born, he obviously wasn't around yet. Um, Both my parents were Christians. So I grew up in a Christian household with very strong morals and values. Um, My parents had actually gone to seminary right after they got married and then waited a while to have kids. So whenever I was born, they started just from day one teaching me right from wrong and making sure I had an understanding of the Bible and knew who God was, knew who Jesus was, and that the Holy Spirit was real. Um, And so then we grew up going to church and they modeled positive marriage, that marriage is for God, not for each other. That's the point of marriage. So I really appreciated that and just being taught that from the time I was born and seeing that lived out day to day. Mm. And then... When I was about five or six years old, um, one night I was lying on a pallet in front of the fireplace. And at that point, you know, I always like, I had grown up just knowing there was a God, Yahweh, and knew who God was. And at five or six years old that night, I knew that I wanted to give my life to Christ and repent, turn away from sin because I knew what sin was. I just had not reached the point of having a personal relationship with God and wanting to not live in sin. So that night I did and started my relationship with God. Um, And so just continued from there. And then our children's pastor, I wanted to be baptized, but our children's pastor asked that I wait a few years to be baptized just to make sure it was real. Um, And so I did. And then a couple years later was baptized. So... I grew up being pretty faithful to God and and there were things that, you know, I would stray from and had a little rebellious phase when I was about 15. Um, But there was nothing really super rocky in my childhood. My parents were always very loving and kind and knew that 
well, they wanted us to understand what the most important thing was, and that was living for God. Um, so we started memorizing Bible verses when we were really young, going to Awanas, which is a really fun Bible verse memorization where you get to earn points and then get rewards and sing the Awana Cubby song with your friends. Um, and then, you know, church, youth group, stuff like that. Then I went off to college, and at that point, I was struggling a little bit with my health, but wanted to go to college anyways. Um, well, I take that back. I <laughs> okay. Um, I struggled a little bit with my health, but I went on to school, and um, where God called me to Union University in Jackson, Tennessee, and that was also a Christian college. Um, and then at that point. I started struggling with depression and anxiety. And so my sophomore year of college, I transferred home. I went to Mississippi College and my health just got worse instead of better. So it, um, so at that point, um, I ended up having to withdraw from school, which was not at all what I wanted to do, but my health was just at a point I was really struggling with depression and then missing my friends that I had left to transfer back home, thinking that I was following God's will. Um, so I withdrew from school and I nannied for a while. And through the depression, I started struggling or abusing drugs some. And then that does not work well with depression. It doesn't work well in life, but with depression, it is not at all a treatment for that or it doesn't address the root cause. So at this point, I then quit going to church, which when you're struggling with this, church is the best place you can be around mm -hmm. a community of people who love you and support you. Yeah. And side note, there is absolutely no shame in struggling with depression or anxiety because so many people do, but also bringing it to light is the first step towards addressing it and being free from that because mm -hmm. that in itself is spiritual warfare. And yeah. so we don't want to be in bondage to anything and even depression can be spiritual warfare. Yeah. And so bringing it to light, just talking about it really, really helps. Um, so then back to the story, I, at this point, I wasn't in church. Um, I was abusing drugs some, and then I was raped. Mm. by somebody that I had met online. It was the first time we met, and I was not at all equipped to handle it. I did not know how, mm. which no one is ever equipped to handle that. Yeah. But to me, being a virgin was so important, and just waiting until marriage to be um, active with anybody like that, but especially because I saw it as this great gift that I was going to give my future husband. And then ultimately, because God had called us, he calls us to purity. And so that wasn't my choice to give it away. But I also just saw myself as impure and blemished. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my identity was rooted in that. And so I just did not know how to mentally handle that or make this shift. So then I started um, struggling with drugs even more, and it became addiction with drugs and then alcohol. And I just withdrew from my family and friends. Um, it wasn't a good place to be. And at this point I was struggling to hold a job too. So mm. it was not a pleasant time. And 
Where all had you been working? Um, I had been a nanny and then I ended up not doing that anymore Mm -hmm. and going to live with my grandparents in Philadelphia, Mississippi, because they were getting to the age where my grandfather had Alzheimer's and my grandmother needed some help to take Mm -hmm. care of him. So I went there to help out, but what it actually ended up was them taking care of me and Mm -hmm. loving on me too. Um, And then I came back and moved back here and my grandparents moved here and I went back to nannying. Um, So I just kind of bounced around from job to job some. But you bounce around from job to job? Yes, bounce around from job to job. And so for a period of about seven years, my parents didn't know what was going on and my family didn't know what was going on because I wasn't the same person. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was a really tough time. And my parents, my mom was fighting for me and a lot of people just kind of gave up on me Mm -hmm. and that's nothing at all against them because they had no idea what was going on. They just knew that I was acting out and not living like a Christian, not living a holy lifestyle at all. But I had one friend who never gave up on me and stayed consistent in reaching out. And so right now we're focusing on rebuilding that friendship, but I'm very grateful for her and for her loyalty, but also just her obedience to God um, in her life. Yeah. So then a couple years ago, I finally talked to my mom about what happened and I was able to, well, actually during this time, not long after that, I came to Foundry, which is where we go to church. I came to Foundry for the first time about two years ago now. And I, after the first visit, which I loved, I did not come back for a while because I didn't feel worthy to be there. Mm -hmm. I was living in guilt and shame and Mm -hmm. a lot of other things. And so while Foundry was amazing and the people there were amazing, it was just difficult for me to be around. But I saw something there that I wanted and wanted to be a part of. So then I started going to church with my great aunt, who at this point I was working for her as her caregiver. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went with her to First Baptist Madison to her older women's Sunday school class. And by that, it was grandmothers in their 70s, 80s, and 90s. Those are the best groups. So it was a wonderful Sunday school class. And they just accepted me and loved on me and prayed for me. Because at this point, I had started trying to turn my life around. I had not fully recommitted to God, but I knew that I definitely wanted to turn away and fully repent um, and just get clean and quit drinking and form new friendships. So I broke off a lot of old, well, unhealthy friendships and kind of started from scratch making friends. But Foundry was a great place for that because (laughs) they were so accepting um, and just so loving. And they didn't know my story. They didn't know my past. Mm. And then um, I just got more involved about January of, Last year, I started coming to Foundry on a regular basis, mm-hmm. and I was just free from the guilt and shame at that point. Um, Amen. Cool. So I realized that I had to get free of that because I was living in, it was holding me back. I knew mm-hmm. I came to Foundry, I saw what I wanted, but I didn't go back because of how I felt with just the guilt and shame. But I realized I had to work through that in order to be able to participate in what God had for me. Mm-hmm. 
So that required some difficult conversations with people I had hurt and just being really honest with myself, but also with other people. Um, I started journaling my prayers because that was really a really great way to work through some of the emotions um, and just heal. So God started to heal me, but I still have those journals and those prayers. And so it has been the biggest delight to go back and read those and mm-hmm. reread them time and again to see what prayers God has answered. Mm-hmm. Um and just continues to answer in ways that I could not have ever imagined. So mm-hmm. it's been so exciting to do that. Um, but then it, eventually I, um, when Elijah asked me to lead Foundry Kids, and Elijah's our pastor, so when he asked me to lead Foundry Kids, I told him about my past mm-hmm. um, because I did not want to look like I was hiding anything. Mm-hmm. And he said, Hannah, after watching you this past year and the way that you live your life, there's nothing that could ever change what I think of you. Hmm. And that was so meaningful to me because nobody had ever told me that before, aside from my mentor. So hmm. for a, per- a, like a friend to say that, knowing my past um, just really meant a lot. Um, and since then, I've had the opportunity to share my story with other people because I know that I want to be involved in some sort of trauma ministry and healing ministry. Yeah. And so it was just praying about it, waiting to see what that would look like. And now God has presented the opportunity at Foundry mm-hmm. to be able to help people with this um, mm-hmm. because there are people there who are hurting. And that's exactly what we are as a church of broken people. Yes. Um, using the sins of our past to honor God and to help other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that came out of all this, I was reading this morning in Romans, but in in the chapter in Romans 3, Paul quotes a part of Psalm 32, and it says, How joyful is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How joyful is the man the Lord does not charge with sin and in whose spirit is no deceit. Hmm. So really just being able to get free from my sin and then seeing myself as whole and new and a virgin again and completely pure. um, That that is true. And when we're free from sin, we do have joy because our transgressions and our sins are forgiven forgiven (laughs) um and just being able to live honestly with people and even talk with you about my past and be open about it (laughs) so it's just been very freeing to have no deceit in my spirit yeah i love it you're very just honest and straightforward and it's beautiful and i just want you to know that my thoughts about you have not changed (laughs) not by a single word that you've said about yourself i actually like love you more and Mm -hmm. I feel like I understand you more and respect you more because you've gone through something that breaks a lot of people and and here you are like you are a strong woman of God you are living your life for God and you're living in such a way that you can love and respect yourself as well and that is so precious to me so yeah Mm -hmm. thank you for that i really appreciate your friendship um (laughs) but it i i very much know that i'm called to kind of mentor or pray just 
be there for other people, um, yeah. especially women and ladies, young ladies who've been through the same thing, um, just any sort of trauma, but especially abuse, sexual abuse, verbal abuse, mm-hmm. physical abuse. Um, there's healing from that, and the healing has to take place to be able to live into what God's called us yeah. to do and to live in in the amazing abundance that He has for us. Yeah. God has definitely equipped you, and you're going to be able to do something that a lot of people aren't able to do. So I think that's really awesome. Mm. I just <laughs> focus on being obedient day by day. Absolutely. Hmm. So, and you, you currently work at a seminary, right? I do. I work at Wesley Biblical Seminary <laughs> in Ridgeland, Mississippi. I started there in April part-time and then mm-hmm. full-time in May. And then I started classes there this past week. So awesome. um, we have a Bible college. It's brand new. It just mm-hmm. launched last week. And I'm a student in the Bible college. Mm-hmm. So I'm studying Christian ministry. Awesome. And so, like, what is your job at the seminary right now? I know Brooke works there and she does admissions. Yes. Brooke works there in admissions. She's the director of admissions Mm -hmm. and she is amazing at it. (laughs) We have record numbers right now. Um, I, my title is executive administrative assistant. Mm -hmm. So I'm the assistant to our president, Matt Ayers. And Mm -hmm. then I also help with development, which would be donations because, Um, Our tuition costs are some of the lowest in the country, so it doesn't really cover all of our operations. So we run on, or we're very grateful for donations. Mm -hmm. We're a nonprofit organization, and then I also help some in the business office with billing. Awesome. Cool. Okay. So I don't know why. Maybe it's because, like, he's taller, but I always thought that your brother was older than you. (laughs) I don't know why. How old are you? I'm 29. Okay. Awesome. So if your brother's two years younger, he's 27. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So sorry. I'm, I'm bad at math. I just had to double check you guys. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, well, awesome. So are y'all like really close now? Do y'all get to hang out a lot? Yes. We are really close now. We used to fight a lot growing up. <laughs> um, but then when he got bigger than me, that kind of had to stop. <laughs> But we were in show choir together my senior year of high school Mm -hmm. because we were just a grade apart in school. So we were in show choir together. And at that point, we started having a friendship that we, Mm -hmm. I mean, we were always kind of friends, but it was also like, you're my sibling, therefore you have to be my friend. Yeah. (laughs) So it was more of a fun-filled friendship. Mm -hmm. Um, But now, yes, we were very close. Um, We like to talk and play games and goof (laughs) off. And we also, we still like, will antagonize each other in a loving way, just like in jest, yeah. not in a mean way. Right. Gotcha. And are you close with your parents? Do you get to see them a lot? Um, I am. I So I actually lived with them for a while, um, and that was really good just for, well, I needed the accountability part of it. Mm-hmm. Just as I was changing how I lived. So I was very grateful to be able to live with them and have that accountability, but mm-hmm. also the the relationships that came out of it, it shifted mm-hmm. more from the parent-child relationship to friends. So my mm-hmm. mom and I are really good friends and she's obviously still my mom, <laughs> but I'm very grateful for the friendship that we have. And um, we went through a few struggles, but you know, we're, we're continuing to grow in that. Um, so that's been a blessing and then, <laughs> My dad is wonderful too, so we're close as well. 
I love it. Oh, and I really loved, like, I didn't want to interrupt you because I didn't want to break your train of thought as you were talking, but I really loved what you said about marriage, that it is not for each other, but for God. Yes. And because like, I think a lot of people don't really have that mindset. Like they'll go into marriage thinking like, I want to be with someone that like pleases me Mm -hmm. in every way and does everything the way that I want it done. And it's always like, for one, it's like about themselves, not even about the other person. Right. (laughs) And then, and then it's like not about God at all. Right. So I really like that mindset. And like, I, I come up from a divorced uh, parents. And so I, I didn't really get to see a whole lot of that. And so I think, so for one, like I love interviewing people that have experienced like different things than me, because mm-hmm. I learn a lot and I hope everyone listening learns a lot. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. So it, it was really cool. Something that's gonna stick in my mind. It's definitely something that I think like that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. It should be for God. Yeah, it is. It is for God. But growing up with divorced parents, you've seen the other side of it. And that's mm-hmm. really not a good way to put it. But <laughs> you, you're able to empathize with people um, because divorce is so common. So yeah. for kids who have grown up in homes with divorce, you're able to reach them um, in a unique way yeah. and then model for your future family, how important marriage is. Yes. And that it's for God. (laughs) Yes, I'm very, I don't regret like anything that has happened in my life because I would be very different without it. Um, But, you know, I'm I'm trying to constantly learn and Mm -hmm. change and better myself. Like, it's kind of like, okay, I've done that. Now what's a new thing that I can do? What's a new thing that I can work on? And, and my intention with this podcast was never like for myself. It was always like for other people. Mm-hmm. Like I went, I want other people yeah. to feel seen and heard and loved because I love these people and I think they're so precious and the whole world needs to know them or like Aww. whoever listens, you know? <laughs> and um, so, but yeah, so I never, I never went into this expecting to get anything out of it, but I don't know. Every single person I've talked to has just blown my mind. And like your story and like so many stories that I've heard so far, like, I don't know, it's it's slowly been changing my perspective, my way of thinking. And I think that's really precious. And I hope, I really hope that I have consistent listeners and that it's doing the same for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I'm just glad that I'm able to sit here with you and mm-hmm. have a conversation with you because you're incredible. And like conversations like these, like just make me want to spend more time with the people in my life mm-hmm. that like I, I see all the time. I see every Sunday. Yeah. But that's it. You're right. And right. like like I then I have these conversations. I get to know them a little bit more. I'm like, I want to know yes. so much more. I want to get to know them and hang out with them all the time. Like, this is great. Yes. So, yeah. And I think so, like for people listening, like there's so many people around you that you are just walking right by. And like if you sat down, and you had a conversation with them, like it could change your life. It really could. But let's get back to you because I've been talking way too much. No, I love it. Though. I love listening to you talk. 
<laughs> well, thank you. Well, I've been asking lately, like words of wisdom or advice from you to our listeners, um, just anything. And it can be about your life. It can be about relationship with God or relationships with people. Mm-hmm. It can be multiple things like, you know, one or two, maybe three, if they're all like little short things, but, or, and you can go in depth on them. So mm-hmm. it's up to you. Um, okay. So one thing um, is a saying that I love and I definitely live by it is just the phrase, I love you too much to let you stay the same. Mm. So that's what I apply to a lot of relationships in my life with servant leaders and with <laughs> friends and with kids <laughs> from nannying to babysitting. Yeah. Um, always challenging people to grow um, mm. and grow in a positive way. Yeah. Um, and I, so I hope that people would apply the same to me, right. challenging me to grow because I don't want to stay the same either. Yeah. Um, you know, we're designed to always being growing. And so I just love that phrase. Definitely. And see that actually, that actually kind of challenges me because, and like, maybe this phrase is incorrect. I don't know. Like I've always kind of like thought of like, you can't, I don't know. I've always thought that you can't change people and in that way I, I just mean like you can't force people to right. do or say anything and everything that you want them to do and say right like you can't make them be the person you want them to be right you can't and so and yours like almost sounds like the opposite <laughs> but like so kind of like explain it and go in a little bit more in depth and like what that means and what that looks like applied in your actual like life <laughs> um so a lot of it is giving people the opportunity to mm. grow um the opportunity, not really to change necessarily, mm-hmm. but um, giving people the opportunity to step up or at a certain point. And then now this one comes just with time, but holding people accountable, but mm-hmm. also just loving them and loving them well. Yeah. So just having conversations because conversations change people. So I'm not mm-hmm. actively like trying to make people change. Right. <laughs> it's just doing life with people. Mm-hmm. We rub off on each other and you yeah. change, but they rub off on you too. Hmm. Um, so then just choosing to invest in people, um, and then having people invest in you Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's really good. (laughs) And then another thing I would, um, kind of encourage people to do is to have a mentor. Mm. That has been incredibly helpful in my life (laughs) in helping me to see myself as, how God sees me, but also to have somebody you can go to who is older and has wisdom, but that, um, you can go to them with your struggles, with your shortcomings and failures and just be very honest with them. Yeah. Somebody who loves you and is going to encourage you, but also like is very solid in their relationship with God Mm -hmm. and reading the Bible and their quiet time. Um, because, you know, the Bible says to confess your sins to each other and be mm-hmm. healed. And so just having that person you can go to to say, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. Can you help me with this? Let's pray about it. Um, that is what we're called to do. Yeah. But even in small group, like our McCartney Air small group has had the mm-hmm. opportunity for that. So that's yeah. been great, too. But having mentors aside from small group as well, right. so where you meet one on one. Yeah, I have a mentor that I absolutely 
adore. She is my aunt and like she married into my family. Um, so she hasn't known me all my life, but she's an incredible woman of God. Her name is Veronica and she listens to this, um, which is I super appreciate. Um, she gives me feedback sometimes. Yeah. She'll tell me like, I really love how you talked about this and kept the focus on this. And uh, she's just so encouraging and uplifting and I adore her. Um, so she's been a huge help. And I I don't wanna say that she holds me accountable. I'm sure she would be willing to. Um, it's just the fact that she's there, that mm-hmm. she, she's someone I have to talk to mm-hmm. and um, not have to talk to, but you know, someone that's there. Yeah. And um, so it's more so like I have someone to keep myself accountable to. Right. right. So yeah, like she's not, she's not actively doing it, but uh-huh. she's like listening to me. She gives me advice here and there. And then like, she hears me yeah. like the next time, like, did I apply that? And I don't know, she's she's really wonderful. So super appreciate yes, her. Yes, it sounds like she's a huge blessing in your oh life. Oh my goodness, the biggest. Yes. <laughs> and uh, she actually lives in Louisiana. Okay. So, and the long distance works for me mm-hmm. because like I'll call her once a week and it'll just really, it'll be whenever it's convenient for me. Like if I'm driving somewhere in the car, there's lots of 30 minute drives that I do. Yeah. So like I'll, I'll call her and, and I'll update her and mm-hmm. stuff. And so... Yeah, but she's awesome and she's prayerful and that's everything I could ask for Mm -hmm. because it's what I need. So I definitely, definitely also stand behind Hannah with encouraging you guys to get a mentor. It's so worth it. You won't regret it. But like, again, find someone that like is really living for God and loves God. Yes, yes. (laughs) So... But yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, can we really quickly go back to I'd love you too much to let you stay the same? Oh, yeah. Um, I just had a thought on that. Another thing that comes with that is um, sometimes it's easier. Well, let's start over. <laughs> let's go back to the saying, um, I love you too much to let you stay the same. Part of what goes with that is just really getting to know people, but watching them because you can see something in people that mm-hmm. they may not see in themselves and they may not know they're capable of, but yeah. you do. And so it's then calling them up in those areas and mm-hmm. ask, like helping them or giving them the opportunity to step in to yeah. some of the spiritual gifts God has given them mm-hmm. or the talents and things yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Like you were saying before, like having, giving them opportunities. Yeah, giving them opportunities where they're gifted, um, mm-hmm. also where they're not, but especially where they're gifted because a lot of times people I think don't have faith in themselves mm-hmm. and really don't know what all they're capable of. Yeah. So really just watching and listening um, is really helpful to be able to see what people's giftings and their capacity. Yeah, definitely. And I, I'm a personal believer in like our flaws. I believe that they're temporary. Mm hmm if you make it so they're temporary um because like if you like make a list of your flaws and then you're like oh well these are my flaws there's nothing i can do about them yeah there won't be because you're not doing any you're not actively changing them but you can and so i've just been really enjoying working on that and challenging myself in that because 
it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, I mean, it's, it's like, yes. I was like, this is something that I was terrible at. Yeah. And I'm still not great, but I am not as bad as I yes. was before. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, progress, like the smallest things. It's like, I'm good. Like I yes. finally, like I'm making progress. And like, you can, if you just do something about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, just so. start small. Yeah. Don't put it off to the next day. Start small today. Mm-hmm. I love that. Smart. Start small today, you guys. Do it. <laughs> It'll be great. It's worth it. Oh, but we had some great conversation, and we'll probably have a much longer, even more wonderful conversation. <laughs> but this is all the time you get for today, you guys. I'm sorry. We love you, but we're saying goodbye now. Bye. Bye.